from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. This is Rosemary Gerard at the Library of Congress. Saturday, August 30th, will mark the 14th year that book lovers of all ages have gathered in Washington, D.C. to celebrate the written word at the Library of Congress National Book Festival. The festival, which is free and open to the public, will hold evening hours for the first time ever this year in its new location, the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. Hours will be from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. For more details, visit www.loc.gov bookfest. And now it is my great pleasure to introduce David Sibley, the man behind the Sibley Guide to Birds. David, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. David, your book has been incredibly popular and well-received. So what do you think it is about your approach to this book that has really drawn audiences in? Uh, well, for one thing, I think bird identification, well, it's bird identification, bird watching has gotten much more popular over the last um, couple of decades. It keeps keeps growing in popularity. And um, the thing that bird watchers need more than anything else is information. So I think that one of the big things that my book offers is a lot more details about how to identify birds on each page. Um, and there are twice as many or or more than twice as many illustrations in my book as in any other field guide. I have um, a lot of different variations of plumages shown, um, every species shown in flight. And that's the, the critical thing. The, the quickest way to identify a bird is just to uh, match what you've seen to a picture in the book. Just do a quick scan and pattern recognition and and latch onto the image that looks like the bird you've just seen. And um, the more images you have to look at, the better. Right. And, and speaking of those those details, um, of course, a book of this nature requires a great deal of field work. Um, so can you share with us some insight into your research process or approach for a book like this? Yeah, well, I started this book, uh, well, I started thinking about field guides when I was a kid. I was a bird watcher from seven years old, and um, using field guides and learning about bird identification and um, thinking about what what would make are the things that that I was learning at the time that weren't in the field guide. So what would make a better field guide? And um, from the time that I was about uh, 18 years old, I, I started just traveling around the country watching birds full-time, 360 days a year out in the field watching and sketching. And I spent about um, 12 years doing that um, before I started working on the on the final draft of this field guide. So there was 12 years of serious field work, um, just learning as much as I could about the birds, and then six years in the studio painting and writing to produce the, the book. Right, and you mentioned that you um, started doing this, you know, roughly when you were about seven years old. And I was wondering if, you know, when did you realize this was something you wanted to do? Was it was it at that age, or was there a, a certain point of inspiration um, early on in your life? Uh, it wasn't really a, a a clear beginning to it. It's uh, something I've always just enjoyed doing. I've always loved bird watching and learning about birds and nature, and I've loved drawing, and the two things go together perfectly. It's um, Drawing's a great way to learn about things, and um, it just makes my my experiences in the field that much richer and more enjoyable. So 
I've I've just always enjoyed um, drawing birds and learning about them. And I guess when I was a teenager, I started thinking about. I probably then started thinking more seriously about um, creating my own field guide. And uh, it wasn't until I was about, I think I was about 27, and I finally committed to it when I said said out loud and started telling my friends that, yes, I was working on a field guide. Um, and from that point, it was about six more years before I started actually in the studio doing the paintings and, and working on the final draft. Right, and you and you said that, and I love how you put this, that um, drawing something is a great way to learn about it. Um, and of course, along with being the book's author, you serve the additional role of being the book's illustrator. So can you also tell us a little bit about that process um, in capturing different birds' colors, their motion in flight, and how you're able to turn them into intricate paintings for the book? Yeah, it, well, it's just um, a lot of hours, years of watching and sketching, and each sketch is just a learning process. It's a little, it's trial and error, it's experimentation. You're trying to find the right um, lines, the essential markings and shapes that represent that bird in two dimensions. Um, so there's a tremendous amount of simplifying that has to go on because you're you're taking this living, breathing, three-dimensional bird and turning it into a few pencil lines on a sheet of paper. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of a lot of testing, experimentation, trying things out, and I learn a little bit from each sketch, and, and a lot of the things I learn I can then apply to all of the birds. It's not... Uh, I learned a lot of general things about drawing birds that, that made all of my drawings better. It's not, not just specific to one species. So, um, And that, that experience, mostly when I was in the field doing those pencil sketches, I'm, I'm looking at shapes and proportions and, and the posture of the birds, trying to capture their, their, uh, their shape, their outline, their habits. And, um, and that's the most critical part of the paintings to me. That if the outline of the bird isn't right, nothing else is going to work out in the end. Mm-hmm. When you add color and pattern to that, it just won't quite fit. So the outline has to be just right. And uh, uh, so that was my my main focus in all of those years in the field, was just learning the birds' shapes and their general appearance. Um, and, uh, and, and trying, when I get to the field guide, I can continue on with this thread, in the illustrations that I do for the field guide, I'm trying to simplify and represent an average or a typical sort of caricature of that species. Right, um, yeah. Not one individual in particular, but a very much an average, normal individual that um, is most likely to match what someone uh, has just seen. Right, because you have to, you know, every birder is going to be observing, you know, the bird at a different angle or in a different season or whatever. So um, I imagine that's hard to kind of, like you said, come up with an average to to illustrate. Yeah, and uh, it, it turned out that some of the hardest species for me to paint for the field guide were the ones that I had seen the most often, um, American robin, American crow, these birds that have been 
in my backyard that I've seen essentially every day since I was seven years old, those species, uh, I was never quite satisfied with the paintings that I did. And I, I think... I think the explanation is that my my experience with them is so varied and so broad that trying to condense it all into three or six images that represent the essence of that species was much more difficult. And the species that I've seen less often are seen in a, in a narrower range of conditions and habitats and seasons. Uh, were easier. I couldn't. I can take my experience with them and condense it more easily into a few average images. These birds, like robin, pigeon, crow, I just my experience with them is so varied. Right. <laughs> I think it was just difficult to come up with what satisfied me as as being the the quintessential images of those birds. Exactly. And given all of this research, which, you know, as you said, takes just years and years, um, do you have a favorite bird to observe or do you just love all of them the same? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really have a favorite. I enjoy watching every bird that I see. I think I, I can think of questions to ask and things I can learn from every bird that I see. Um, and uh, I, I enjoy watching and sketching them all. Now, in 2002, you received the Roger Torrey Peterson Award from the American Birding Association for a lifetime achievement in promoting the cause of birding. So what would you say to folks who have either never considered birding or to those who are interested but maybe aren't quite sure where to begin? Well, first, I think that I think one of the reasons for the increase in popularity of birding is just that people crave some connection to nature and our lives has become more and more disconnected from nature we're we can live in you know go from our houses to our cars to our offices and not really get that connection of just sensing the change of seasons and and I think bird watching is a it's fun it's exciting it's intellectually challenging it's inspiring and it's uh, it's more and more socially acceptable way of just getting outdoors. Uh, it gives you an excuse to set the alarm for five o'clock in the morning and go outside on a Saturday, even if it's raining, even if it's windy. Um, and the the reward is the birds that you'll see, but also um, just the experience of watching the sunrise or seeing a fox or whatever happens. And I think that's the the real appeal of bird watching. Um, and to people who are just getting started, I would say um, you'll need a field guide, you'll need binoculars, and uh, spend some time with the field guide at home before you go out. Um, just flipping through the pages and getting to know the the birds have kind of odd names. So you'll see the first time you're looking at a guide to birds, you'll see names like Scoter and Vireo and Wren and Oriole and Tohi, all these odd names, and um, just getting familiar with those and understanding the difference between a sparrow and a warbler and a vireo, um, you can get that from the field guide just by flipping through the pages and browsing, and that will really help your uh, early 
attempts at identification. Um, and once you've, once you've learned a few species, 25 species or so, then it becomes much easier. The others sort of fit the pattern, and you start to learn how they all work together and how they're all related, and uh, it becomes much more uh, rewarding and easier. David, as you may know, this year's National Book Festival theme is Stay Up With a Good Book. So I'm wondering if there's a book you've read recently that you enjoyed staying up to read. Um, doesn't have to be about birding, but I wonder um, if you can share um, maybe a recommendation with readers. Yeah, most of what I read is nonfiction and, and bird, bird wildlife related. I've been reading a really interesting brand new book by John Marbliff called uh, Welcome to Subverdia. Um it's all about how the suburbs, the places that we live, are actually really important bird habitat. That there's a tremendous amount we can do first to recognize that these the the neighborhoods that we live in are really important bird habitat and hold a lot of birds and a high diversity of birds, but also uh, a lot of ideas about what we can do to improve that habitat and make it even more more bird friendly so it's a it's a uh, a really interesting book and and has a a really good message uh, and a kind of a hopeful view of our uh, our natural future excellent well i think you've just given your fans a great new recommendation for a book and uh, i think it's safe to say that birders and frankly anyone who's interested in science and nature will delight in getting to hear you speak at this year's book festival so what can we expect to hear from you in the Science Pavilion? Uh, I'm going to talk about my, my early development as a bird washer and an artist. I'll show some of my early sketches and the, the talk about the process of sketching and some of the topics that I've touched on in this interview, but the process of sketching and the creation of the book. Well, excellent. We're certainly looking forward to it. We've been hearing from David Sibley, who will appear on Saturday, August 30th in the Science Pavilion at the National Book Festival at the Washington Convention Center. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.